The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and welcome to the Life of a Broadcast. I am honored that you've taken the time to view this week's broadcast. Today, I'm going to begin a new series of lessons entitled, The Principle of First. Far too many times we have other things first place in our life, like our family, our friends, our hobbies, our careers, and our habits. But the scripture says we should have God first. Matthew 6.33 is clear when it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. So sit back, open up your heart, receive from the day's lesson, and I know you'll be blessed. God bless you. Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. Okay, it's a Bible principle, but it has Old and New Testament application. And we've got to understand, we're serving the same God. A lot of times people say, well, there was a God, you know, God was one way in the Old Testament and then God is a new way, uh, another way in the New Testament. No, the Bible says God doesn't change. Amen. Scripture says, I am the Lord and I change not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the same God that was in the Old Testament is the same God now. Amen. You know, I tie tribute say, same God back then, same God right now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. Glory to God. And so we understand some things about God that there are some things that God cannot do. What? What did he just say? I said, there are some things that God cannot do. Well, what happened to, you know, he can do all things. He can. But there are some things he can't do. He's all powerful. Yes, he is. But there are some things he can't do. <laughs> oh, man, I thought I could just kind of mention this and go on, but man, Lord Jesus. Listen to this. God cannot change. He cannot change. God cannot. It's impossible for God to change. He cannot. Even though he's all-powerful, even though he can do anything he wants to do, he cannot change. I am the Lord, and I change what? Not. That's one thing that God cannot do. Wow. Check this out. God cannot lie. Not that he chooses not to. He cannot. Because if he says something and it began as a lie, as he said it, it would be truth by the time he finished. That's how that's how that's how God is. God is is just all faith. And so if he would make a declaration that's untrue and just begin the sentence by the time he finished the sentence, the sentence would be true. Because the Bible says God is not a man that he can lie, but the son of man that he should repent what he said he will do. So God what 
cannot lie. There's something else that God cannot do. Wow. Check this out. God cannot think like we think. No, he can't. The Bible says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so God's thoughts are not going to come down to our level. Our level has to go to God's level because God cannot think like we think. Check this out. Check this out. What, what, why, do we, why do we think about things? We think about things to try to figure them out. Let me tell you something. God's already got to figure it figured out. He said, the Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. I mean, what, what are you going to figure out? What's God going to sit in heaven and ponder about? <laughs> I wonder how this is going to work out. No, he even worked it all out. <laughs> Another thing God cannot do. I'm already helping some people this morning. And check this out. God cannot be second. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. I said God cannot be second. He said very clearly, he says, I'm a jealous God. You better not have no more idols. You better not have no idols before me. Because God refuses to take second place. God said, if you don't put me first, then I'll just back off. Let you do what you want to do, but I ain't going to be second. But you know, I'm going to be right here when you decide to put me first. I'm going to be right here to step back in where I'm supposed to be and be first. Come on, talk to me now. But if you want to have other things and other people first, God said, go right ahead. You'll come to your senses before long. Because when you have enough people to let you down and enough promises that's not fulfilled, you'll finally realize, I need to try another. Oh, see, I ain't. Say women didn't want to say, God cannot be first, second. He cannot be second. He can't be second. Can't be second. I'm jealous. He said, I'm jealous. God, God, God deserves, he, he, he deserves that right to be first. And he refuses, refuses to have something else in front of him. That's like if God, if God, would, if God would be natural for a minute and he would be a, uh, a football player, a basketball player, a golfer, or, you know, just something. He would be undefeated. There would be not a game that he would lose. Because he can't be second. You won't, see, you won't see God standing on the, on the Olympic podium in the silver medal position. <laughs> he always going to be on the top. Gold medal because he, be, he said it out that way. I, I have to be first. I have to be first. And he deserves that right to be first. Now, listen to this. The principle of first is a stewardship principle. It's a stewardship principle. All right? Principle of first is... The stewardship principle. Now, listen to this. Stewardship is just simply the proper management of that which has been entrusted to you. Stewardship is the proper management 
of that which has been entrusted to you. Okay. So now when you talk about stewardship, you don't talk about complete ownership. When you talk about stewardship, the key word is responsibility. Okay. When you're a steward over something, you are to become or you are to you are now responsible for what has been entrusted to you. Now, responsible, that uh, root word for response, responsible is response. So now the term to determine what kind of steward you are is dependent upon what kind of response you have to the one who has entrusted what he has entrusted to you when he calls for it. What kind of response are you going to have to someone who has given you something to steward over and then they call for it? What kind of response are you going to have? See, that's where responsibility comes in line. Because, you know, I, I, can, I can come and I can say, you know, I need you to hold $1,000 for me. Just, just hang on to it for me. Just, you know, I, I just want you to hang on to it. I want to, you know, entrust you for a little while with, with $1,000. So you receive $1,000 and then you go put it in your bank. And then now you then went and filled out a credit application and they asked you how much in your bank and you didn't talk about how you got $1,000 in the bank. <laughs> you didn't lie because you got $1,000. You got $1,000 in the bank. But it ain't yours. So now they, they say, okay, we, this decision, you got a favorable decision depending upon that you can show a balance of $1,000 in your account on closing day. And you say, fine, no problem. But then I come <laughs> and call for my $1,000 three days before closing. What's your response? Are you going to show responsibility or not? You're going you're gonna to avoid me? You're going to not take my calls? Because I just got to hold them off for three days. Come on, y'all. Come on. I got to hold them off for two, three days. If I can just avoid them for three days, woo, I can get this thing closed, and I can just cut them a check. I can give them his cash back because after it closes, then, you know, the balance requirement is no longer there. But you're a steward. You're a steward. That's not, it's not yours. So if the, if the owner calls for it, your response is, when you won't come get it? Well, what about the closing? What about it? Tell your neighbor, say, I believe this is going to be good. I believe this, I believe this is going to be good. Exodus. Y'all had Exodus yet? Look at verse number, th uh, chapter 13, Exodus 13. We're, we're going to look at this. Again, I say there's a Bible principle, but it has what? Old Testament and what? New Testament application. So in other words, we can see it all through Scripture, this principle of first. Okay? Are you there at Exodus 13? Look at verse number one. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me, or set apart to me, all the firstborn. All the what? Firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. And Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. So now verses one says, 
God says, every firstborn that comes through the womb is mine. Say with me the principle of first. Now jump down to verse number 12 now, Exodus 13, verse number 12. It says that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is every firstborn, say firstborn, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the male shall be the Lord's, but every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. Everybody say principle of first. So what's happening here? God is saying through Moses, every firstborn that comes through a womb in Israel belongs to me. But he says now, there's man, there's lamb, and there's donkey. So he says automatically every, every child needs to be redeemed. In other words, when you have a child, and you give it to the Lord, the way you give it to the Lord is that you sacrifice a lamb for the child. Okay, got it? So that's taken care of. Then we have a lamb and a donkey. So it's representing one clean animal and one unclean animal. Okay, so it's now, now if you have a clean animal, that one's mine. But if you have an unclean animal, donkey, that one you need to redeem. You need to take a clean animal, give it to me, so you can keep the unclean animal. But if you don't want to take a clean animal and give it to me to keep the unclean animal, then you need to take the unclean animal and break its neck. In other words, I'm getting the first. Uh, so however you want to do it, the first is mine, is what the Lord is saying here, okay? Now, so... The clean, then, is sacrificed. The unclean can be redeemed. Now, why is this important to us? Point number one. The firstborn must be, or the first must be sacrificed or redeemed. Out of this particular uh, passage, we extract out of this. Point number one. The firstborn, or the first, must be sacrificed or redeemed. Okay? Now, let me ask you a question. When you were born... Were you born clean or unclean? unclean. Say again. Unclean. Okay, let me help y'all answer that question. How many people have children here? How many of you that have children had to teach your children how to be bad? Any parent in here, teach your children how to be bad. Come on, talk to me. I'm at, at, that's a question. What, it, you mean they were bad automatically? Yeah, 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 yeah. They had some mischief, mischief in them. Ah! Don't want my baby now. Don't want my kids. Lighten up, man. Lighten up. But it's amazing. I mean, you, 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 you teach children to be what? Good. But you don't have to give them any instructions. On how to be bad. Just leave them to themselves. Long enough. And they'll find something to get into. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? 
And so now you instruct them now how to be good because everybody was born in an unclean state, sin nature. Right? Let me ask you another question. Was Jesus born clean or unclean? Clean. Clean. Everybody agree with that? Jesus was born clean. So now let's look at this principle here. The principle here is that the clean is sacrificed to redeem the unclean. So now, so God had to operate this principle of first himself by taking the firstborn of many brethren, Jesus, who was clean, sacrifice him so that the unclean, oh, come on now, can be redeemed. Ah, shout I am, I am redeemed. Come on, shout I am redeemed. So God is amazing to me because God will release a principle and then God himself will operate the principle that he set up. He says, okay, I got to send a clean uh, firstborn so I can get the rest of these folk clean. Because I can't get the rest of them clean unless I redeem or unless I sacrifice something that's clean. And so he sends Jesus, who is clean, to be sacrificed so that we who are unclean can, be become, can become clean through him. Y'all see what I'm saying? Everybody say principle at first. Now, 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 God gave Jesus, listen to this, God gave Jesus first, everybody say first, first. in faith that, pe- that people would believe and have relationship with him. Notice that God didn't wait for us to clean ourselves up before he sent Jesus. The Bible says, yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means when we were still messed up, jacked up, toe up from the flow up, didn't know which way was up. God still sent his son first to be sacrificed for a group of people who were dirty, nasty, low down. Come on, talk to me. So that we can now be clean. Ain't nobody telling you business. He ain't got to go there like that. I'm just telling you how it is. He did it when? First. Yeah, glory to God. I receive, I hear it, I receive. So did I get number one? The firstborn or the first must be what? Sacrifice. All right, go to Exodus 23 now. Go to Exodus 23. Let's talk about a few other things here. Praise God. All right. Talking about the principle of first. God says the first is mine. The first is mine. If you don't want to give it to me, don't want to redeem it, then you got to break its neck. In other words, I'm going to get it anyhow. <laughs> Exodus 23, 19, you there? It says, the first, reading out the New King James Version again, the first of the first fruits. Of your land, you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. The what? First. Of the first fruits. In other words, this is the first 
of the best that you have. The first of the best that you have. Scripture says you are to bring that into the house of the Lord. Talking about the principle of the first. Okay, now, now Jericho, y'all remember Jericho? Jericho was the first city that the Israelites encountered when they were delivered. Uh, they, God sent them on a, uh, an expedition, a, uh, a deployment mission to now retrieve back all the land that was lost through disobedience. And so he says, okay, Jericho is the first. But God gave them specific instructions about Jericho. And we find over in Joshua chapter 6, God told them about Jericho. He says, all the gold and all the silver that you get from Jericho, you bring that to my house. It was the first city. Because God wants the first. And then after that, they got to keep everything else after that. But we know the story. Aiken and his, and his clan wanted a couple of tailor-made suits. couple shekels, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Took it. The Bible said, the instructions were, take all of it, bring all of it to God. And so he put a little, you know, a few things in the back pocket. He stuffed little things in the duffel bag. Said, all right, hey, hey, y'all, take this home. Bury it, up on, bury it up underneath the tent. Nobody looking. Go ahead, go ahead. And then they went to the next thing, and this little teeny old army was whooping Israel's tail. And Joshua was like, hold up, wait a minute. Something is up because they shouldn't be whooping us like this. Who didn't stole something? See, so y'all ain't trying to see this like the, like, yeah, who didn't stole something? He called his, his guards in. He said, look, you need to search everybody up in this camp. Search everybody's house, ransack it, do whatever you want to do. You need to find the thief up in here. Because Joshua knew that if they, had, or if they had completely obeyed God, it wouldn't have been an issue. So somebody disobeyed God up in here, and he said, somebody stole something. And he stole it from me, but they didn't stole it from God. So now they went and found Achan, and, 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 and found Achan stuff, and brought it back to Joshua. And Joshua, hey, where, where is it? Bring his whole family up in here. So you have kept back that which was the Lord's. I can hear Achan that, but man, that, that suit showing up look good. It was my size, too, man. It was my size. You can have it. That's what, and Joshua's like, no, it's beyond that. You didn't steal from us. You stole from God. And I can see Joshua now. rest of y'all back up. <laughs> y'all read y'all Bible. Y'all read y'all Bible like modern day. Y'all, 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 hey, y'all back up. And him, his wife, and his children was executed right in the middle of the rest of the folk. Consequence for stealing the first. Tell you other neighbors, I, I told you it's going to be good. I told you it's going to be good. Ah, ah, Genesis 4. Come on, Genesis 4. Ah, Genesis 4. Come on, talk to me. Yeah, he says, somebody stole something up in here. Because if we obeying God, there would not be a problem. Amen. Genesis chapter 4. 
Look at verse 3. This is a story of Cain and Abel. Y'all know that story? Mm -hmm. Genesis 4, you there? Look at verse number 3. It says, in the process of what? In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. But now look at this next statement. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Now look at this. And the Lord respected who? Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So now here's two brothers coming to the Lord, one bringing an offering of fruit. The other bringing the firstborn. That means the top. That means the, the best that he had. He, the, the, the pick of the litter. He brought to God and God says, I received that one. But I don't receive this one. And Cain says, what's up, God? Why you don't receive mine? Clearly, clearly stated in the process of time. So in other words, there was some time that went by and, and, and Cain was figuring out what he wanted to give God. So in other words, he gave God what he felt like giving God when he felt like giving it. Oh, tell your neighbor, say, suck it, suck it now. Come on, suck it, suck it now. Oh, suck it. We getting down to the nitty gritty now, boy. He said, in the process of time. So he's checking out, ooh, that's a nice tomato. I'm going to have that one. Ooh that, ooh, that corn is coming up. Ooh, that corn is coming up. Put that over there. Oh, man. Oh, man, these cucumbers ain't come up too good. Give me them cucumbers right there. I'm going to take that to the Lord. Ooh, look at them strawberries. They are juicy. <laughs> Put them over here. Oh, man. What happened to the apples? So worms got into it. Y'all give me a couple bushes of apples. We got to go give an offering to the Lord. In the process of time. So now he pick it. He, he trying to figure out, okay, during the process of time, do I want to give him that? Nah, I want to give him that. Yeah, I give him the leftovers. I give him that, I give him that. So in other words, but, but, but Abel, but Abel said that first one, that first one, that's one I need. Come on, bring it over here. The first one is oftentimes the best one. Come on, bring that over here. I, I got to go give an offering to the Lord. And then the Bible says that he received one and not the other. Praise the Lord. I pray that you receive from today's lesson on the principle of first. I want to challenge you to begin to reprioritize things in your life, to make sure that God is and remains first. I'm telling you, when you do that, you'll start seeing the promises of God and the blessing of God manifest in your life like never before. So again, accept the challenge. Put God first. Keep him first. And until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Faith Christian Center International and the Life of Faith broadcast has gone global. With new media outlets such as a free mobile app, Apple iTunes podcasting, a 24-7 internet TV network, 
Google TV, and Roku TV channel. The Life of Faith broadcast now reaches over 150 million homes globally with God's Word and God's love. Take advantage of these new media outlets at your own convenience, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and enjoy the teaching ministry of Dr. Wayne A. Fry. More choices anytime. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.